coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Rick Allen. Hello, welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast. I am Brett Berkey, and this is Nick. I know you know how to say my name sometimes, man. It's so damn tongue twisty. Say it say, say, like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. I always kind of sort it out. I always goes like, like yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say that too sometimes. I say it fast. Really? Like Armo. Like Armo. Like Amaro. It's yeah. all good, man. And you like when people actually promote it wrong? When you're like, you know, they give you a phone call and they, they say, "Is yeah. Nick?" Then I know that. Then I then, then I know they don't know who I am. <laughs> I know it's a, I know it's a solicitation. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's last name is Mila Rodova, oh so goodness. she so she gets a lot of that, that one. So we're here at Node Expo. Yeah, and this is live. Like people are walking around. It's it's a, an action packed place. Yeah, exactly. And so we're doing another episode of what is. Uh, when was your first Node? How did you purchase it? What got you into the note space, and then how did you grow since then? What was the so just start with the easy part? What was the first note purchase? And no, you jump into? so the first I, I never I, I never per, the, the the first I purchased notes since, but my first note that I got involved with was a note I created. Ah. I bought it. I uh, I had bought a property, uh, and I actually created a note because there was equity in the deal, and I took the equity back in the form of a note with a with a seller finance buyer. And since 1500 notes later, here I am, wow. I still create most of my notes. I do buy notes. We do buy notes uh, needed, but I learned a long time ago that if you want something right done right, you have to do it yourself. Hey, how are you doing? That's all right, all good. Get some, uh, maybe they're giving away some stuff. Away. <laughs> so what, in the private note space, it's really, it's really difficult. You know this, right? There's a, there's no systematic uh, process that people follow. There's no blueprint, if you will, right. on structuring the note. Mm-hmm. So most, the way this thing, the way it happens is that you have private notes and you have bank notes, right? right, right, right. Bank notes are done are created very specifically uh, because they have all the internal steps and processes mm-hmm. in house to do it. All their legal, doc prep, underwriting, servicing, right. everything. Mm-hmm. When you're a private note creator, that hence a note buyer, you're relying on somebody else's ability to, to mimic what a bank does. And as a result of that, you end up with a lot of private mortgage notes that do not meet what I would call institutional underwriting guidelines. Right. And so this is where the discount comes in, right? When you look at a note to purchase, you're looking at what, and how do you evaluate a note and determine what, what it's worth, right? Mm-hmm. You're looking for risk, mm-hmm. right? And you're looking for things like, well, was the borrower underwritten correctly? Is the note serviced? Yeah. Are they, uh, who's paying for the servicing? What's the coupon rate of the note? All these things have an impact on the value of the note itself. So I just choose personally, when I can, to write my own note because now I'm creating the note exactly how it wants to be done. Now, is that easy to do? No, it's not easy to do at all. But there's a lot of people that are that I would call landlords that want to become lean lords. Yeah. Right. They're tired of being the landlord dealing with the tenants and the toilets and trash. And they go, I can still make cash flow mm-hmm. by becoming a bank. Mm-hmm. OK, so that if they're a landlord, we, it's easy to convert that over. They understand it. But as a private note investor, mm-hmm. 
you're sort of at the mercy of whoever created the note to begin with, right? Interesting. So you're saying, so like the first notes you got into, you created. Created them all, yes. But when your first ones, you didn't have a process for it. Hell no. I did them all wrong. I did the first 400, <laughs> did the first 400 wrong. I call it my $6 million mistake. And it wasn't that I lost $6 million. Mm-hmm. But I lost the opportunity to make an additional $6 million based on UBB because I had to pay the discount to the note buyer because the note wasn't structured properly. So when people ask today, well, what's your, you know, what kind of yield, what kind of yield do you want? They say, I want 15%. I go, well, why do you want 15%? Mm-hmm. Well, because I know there's something wrong with the file. I hear this all the time. Yeah. Well, what if there wasn't anything wrong with the file? Well, that, they go, that's impossible. I go, well, no, it's not impossible because notes are like cars, okay? If I'm going to sell a used car to you, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do a lot of due diligence on the car. Did I properly maintain the car? Is the ser- Was the servicing done on the car? Was the car ever in an accident? Yeah, yeah. Was it ever repaired? All that stuff, right? How, how, how much comfort do you have in the ability of that car to perform? form after you buy it. Right. Whereas if a note, if it's a brand new note, a brand new car, mm-hmm. and you go to the dealership to buy that car, what is your confidence level that that car is going to perform for you after you drive it off the lot? Right? Yeah. Same thing. You have, you don't, do you check the oil on a brand new car? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you check the wear and the tear on the tires? No, because you assume they, you already know they're brand new. All the same stuff. So what we want to do is we just want to create a brand new car, a brand new note from the beginning, because then I don't have to worry about what somebody else did with the file. So, but the problem with that model is that's not what's available to purchase. 95% of all the mortgage notes that you can buy are privately created and they're used cars, right? Yeah. So this is the challenge that note buyers have is well, how are they going to evaluate this, especially when it's their first note? This is the biggest challenge. So under understanding what that file looks like, what should be in that file, what shouldn't be in that file, all that stuff, we call it our perfect note blueprint. Mm-hmm. We build our notes that way that we do sell. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, if you're not going to buy a note from, say, us, and you want to buy it from somebody else, you really need to know what you should be looking for uh, to buy that, to make the, the, the correct evaluation on what you're going to offer in the form of the bid. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. So, I mean, what was it that made you realize that you did them wrong? When I got time, when I figured out why do I have to pay a 10, 12% discount yeah. to, buy a, to sell my notes? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Because why? I, I had a friend at the time, this is probably 2012, and he was selling, he worked for a bank, and they, they sold, they didn't warehouse anything, they sold it. They, they table funded basically a lot of these notes. So think of Wells Fargo, you go borrow a, a loan, get Wells Fargo to lend to you. Wells Fargo turns around and sells that mortgage immediately. They, not even The ink's not even dry yet mm-hmm. to somebody on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Hedge fund, PE right. group, whatever. And they're selling this notes that have a 4% coupon on them at 105% of the UPB. 
Yeah, I've seen and that. I'm, and I'm going. How's that? Possible? And you're telling me I got a note that's got a 10% coupon, and you want me to sell it to you for 85, 90 cents on the dollar? What's the difference? There is no difference. The borrower is still underwritten correctly. So I learned that um, that it's just how you. It's perception, right? If if the note is perceived to be bad from the beginning that you're trying to buy, then you're going to try to buy it at a bigger discount. If the note is perceived to be good from the beginning, you're willing to pay a premium. That's so that's what Wall Street does. Family office offices do. Insurance companies mm-hmm. they're not they're not nearly as concerned about the yield as they are about the performance because they know that the bank underwrote it correctly. You can't predict the future mm-hmm. how somebody's going to perform on a note, right? Mm-hmm. But you can assess the risk based on what it is. So, so that's why we create and we sell these notes too. We create, we create the notes and then we sell the note from the very beginning. But we utilize best best banking and business practices to create that note. How we set up servicing, how we set up underwriting. So at the end of the day, we're mimicking what Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Chase would do, but in a private environment. How'd you learn that? I've been doing this 23 years. Oh. That's how I learned it. Great. In fact, we sold a, we, the company that I used to have, a private trading note company, we sold to a federally chartered bank. Really? Yeah, back in 2018. And so I learned a lot about what professional institutions look for and what they need and what they buy. Fortunately, we were 85% of the way there. So now we just structure and do it a little bit differently. So that's the that's ultimately the, the thing. It's just really how do you take a note? Because everything's worth something, right? A $100,000 note, depending on how it's underwritten and how the, what the collateral file looks like, it's worth what somebody's willing to pay for it right. at the end of the day. And not all, I go back to the car analogy, right? You can have two identical, we're in Texas, Ford F-150 pickup trucks, white with tan interior, okay? Both have 100,000 miles on them. Uh, one is in pristine condition and one is beat the crap. Which one is worth more money? Pristine condition. More, more than likely, right? Yeah, yeah. Which one do you have more confidence is going to perform for you moving forward? Pristine one. Exactly. And notes are no different, right? So if you have a note that's got a, that has horrible underwriting, doesn't have a 1003 application from a borrower, for example, it's self-serviced, all that stuff, those are red flags. Not saying that will be a problem, but could be a problem more so than if it was done like a bank. Right. That makes sense. So that's where we are on all this stuff. So there's plenty of note opportunities to buy out there. It's just really for an in for a person that's really going into this as a first deal, it's really important that you align yourself with somebody that has the the capacity and skill sets to understand what should be in that file, in my opinion. Interesting. Okay. So yes. Okay. So making sure that you, what, what's that Eddie Speed saying? Bake the cake. You only get one chance to bake the cake. Bake the cake right. I, yeah. I, I ruin all these things, but like it's, it's something like that. Well, it's, but it's great. But that's a great, great analogy. And I have not heard Eddie say it, but it's like if you go bake a cake, it's not only baking the cake, but it's also how you prepare to bake the cake. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have the list of the ingredients. Right. Right. Well. You don't add the two eggs after you bake it in the oven and put them on top. Right. Right? That's not that's not gonna be worth what you're ultimately coming. Actually it wasn't cakes, it was cookies. Was it cookies? Chocolate chip cookies, right? Okay. But anyway, you don't follow an instruction. You don't put that little teaspoon of baking soda in the cookies. Yeah. It looks so 
irrelevant, but it makes a big difference, right? A half a point on, on underwriting uh, on, 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 a, on a note, on a promissory note, is a huge difference. Not charging a borrower for the servicing affects the yield on the other side. Big difference. Not escrowing taxes and insurance and letting the borrower be responsible. Huge difference on the value. So I always go back to the same thing. I go, what would Bank of America do? Okay, how would Bank of America write that note that I would be buying? Would they would they allow the borrower to self-service? No. I mean, they would do it themselves. Would they allow you as a borrower to pay your own taxes and insurance? Absolutely not. So why would I want to buy a note from somebody that maybe has done that? Now, I will buy notes like that, but I'm going to have to fix all that. Is that, is that something I want to fix? And even if I don't want to fix it, I'm okay with the borrower because I've, I've done enough evaluation. I'm just going to pay him. It's a, it's a bigger, it's a bigger deduction. It's a right. bigger discount. Okay. So yeah, everything's got a value. If all that stuff is done incorrectly, well, I'm still willing to buy that note, but my, my now might be buying it at 40 cents on the dollar instead of 95 cents on the dollar. Right. So it's all relative. Okay. I get that. Yeah. That makes total sense. So, yeah, if you're out there and you're looking at notes, those are things you need to evaluate. 100%. That's what I would be looking at, and that's what I tell people to be looking at, because it's only a problem when it becomes a problem, right? Right. So, so those things that like that people should be looking at, it's like, was this 100%. done with RMLO? Was it done with RMLO? Is it actually a deed of trust? Not yeah, a is it a mortgage? Is it a contract for deed? Yeah. A lot of people write, mortgage, uh, write notes using contract for deeds. Mm -hmm. Never understood it. I, under, I do understand it, but... Why doesn't Bank of America do contracts of deeds? Are they are we smarter than them? I would think probably not. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't write contract for deeds because they don't have to write contract for deeds because they write the the debt correctly from the beginning and they're protected because they have a lien position on the property and if the borrower doesn't perform, they're going to come and solve that problem. Right. Okay. So contract for deeds. I don't ever. I never really liked them to begin with. Texas, we don't do contract yeah, for deeds anyway, yeah. and there's a reason why. So there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying, ask the question why it was done that way and then start doing it. Because in the in the note space, we call it scratch and dents, right? We're looking for all the scratch and dents on the note to determine the value. Because we got, if we got to fix those scratches and dents, going back to the car analogy, there's that's a cost, right? Yeah, right. If I got to re-underwrite the buyer and restructure it, there's a cost. How does that affect my yield? All those things. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, we just don't want a problem. But if a problem does arise, we want to make sure that we're able to solve it. It's not a problem until it's a problem. I can drive down the freeway right here 100 miles an hour without wearing my seatbelt. But if I get in an accident, I probably wish I had my seatbelt on. Right? That's yeah. it. Yeah. So it's not a problem until it's a problem. So this is the biggest thing that I see uh, with, with, with people that want to buy notes. Notes are a great investment strategy. I love, I would never buy Tesla stock, Amazon stock. I would buy a promissory note all day long because I have the I have the property as the collateral on the on my my debt right. that I'm on my what I bought. You go buy Tesla stock and it goes down twenty percent. You don't go call Elon Musk going, "Hey, dude, stock's down. Why don't you throw me a couple Model S's?" It don't work that way, right? Mm. But they say, "Well, that's the inherited risk of you buying the stock, mm. right?" Or wait, maybe it goes back up. Promissory notes. What I love about them as an alternative investment is that the house 
usually a house, secures the investment. So if you have a good underwriting file and you know that that asset is worth more than your debt, then you have a pretty good likelihood to be able to recapture your investment in the event of a default. Right. That's the bottom. That's the bottom line. So we're trying to mitigate risk along the way, and that's why all those things that we've been talking about are all critical components. So in the event of a problem that may arise, you at least have the best chance of remedying the situation because of good underwriting, good paper, good management, servicers, the whole nine yards. So the message is if you're on this side or looking for notes, make sure that it's structured properly. Yeah, and if you can't find it perfectly structured because there's a lot of it's not, then you need to be able to figure out how do you assess the risk relative to, you know, what is the upside gain relative to the downside risk? And that's a personal opinion on the good. I don't really care that it's $40 a month servicing that the borrower's not paying that I have to pay because I'm making $700 a month. Well, that's personal, right? right? But it does affect the yield. Does. It comes off your bottom line, right? Right. Here's the other thing about stuff that isn't service. I don't know we see quite as much stuff that isn't service as it used to be. I've been doing this a long time. But you know what? Let me tell you something. It might be $40 today to service the note. I can tell you 20 years from now, it's not $40. No. All right? But guess what doesn't change? I rate and their and their the payment. P&I never changes. Mm. Big thing, right? right? Something so small today can magnify to be in something large at some point in the future. That. It's actually really, that's something to consider. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, interesting. Um, so 30 years is a long damn time. Yeah, that is a long time. Now, is the borrower going to stay in it for 30 years? Probably Unlikely. Not. Yeah. Is it possible? Yes. Yeah. Probably not. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so cool. So like for anybody that's watching this, the main thing takeaway is make sure you look at the note and make sure it's structured properly. If you had some advice for like someone that was a new note investor getting in the space, what would be your piece of advice? Just get proper education. Huh. I mean, yeah. honestly, and make sure you get it from a trusted provider of education because I use the, I use the bear analogy, right? I don't, I don't have to be fast when I'm getting chased by a bear. I just got to be faster than you. Mm. But faster than you doesn't mean it's fast, right? Right. So I don't have to be same with education. I don't, they don't, they don't, I don't need to be smart, smart. I just need to be smarter than you if I'm going to provide you some information. Well, if you don't know anything, anything I know is smarter. But is that the best? Probably not. Right. There's a lot of great educators out there that have really good thing. I say vet whoever you get. We're, you know, we're at Eddie's. Node Expo. Node Expo. One of the most knowledgeable people on the planet that, would, that can actually help facilitate that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's Tracy and Fred. Fred. Mm -hmm. Rui. Super smart. Mm -hmm. We do a little bit of it ourselves at USA Note Pro. But, you know, really make sure that you know your source of the education and don't be afraid to invest in the invest in, into the education. I get it. Because we have a lot of people that want to buy notes that are in self-directed IRAs, mm -hmm. right? Look, you can you can buy education in your self-directed IRA to become more knowledgeable on how to invest in notes. Use that money. It'll That's be well smart. worth be well worth that. the well worth the investment. Huh. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then lastly, how, how can someone find your website? What are yeah, you doing? Yeah, just go to usanotepro.com. Uh, there's a bunch of information. We got some free stuff on there, education. Uh, I've been on a lot of podcasts like this, and, um, been on stage, things along those lines. We can help in any way. If you want to sell a note, we can help you with that. 
If you want to buy a note, we can help you with that as well. If you want to create a note, we can help structure that as well. Or if you just want to be a lender and be a lender on deals that we've, we, we create and need funding on, do that as well. It's still a note at the end of the day. Right. The good news is that when it comes to our side of the fence, uh, we know what we're doing on the note structure side. It's not cheap, but you get what you pay for. And at the end of the day, you want to manage a problem or you just want to get cash flow from the from the note that's that's there. So that's it. I mean, some people like the some people love the non-performance game, right? That's there's a whole a, different a, beast. Whole different beast. Good luck right. with that. Yeah. It's a job, man. But there's people that love that model. But I would not recommend a non-performing note as your first note to buy. Oh, gosh, no. Performing note, first position. First position, performing note, knowing the source of the creator yep. and the asset. Take some time, learn the process, and you guys should be pretty good shape. Cool. Well, good stuff. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, good. So uh, you can say your last name to Legermio. Le, Le Le, 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 I could go French and go Le Java. Is it French? No, it's not. <laughs> It's a hard G. It's a hard G. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. Like tomorrow. Gotcha. All right. Well, that's it for this one. And we're going to go back to being at Node Expo and enjoying the, the crowd. Yeah, let's go mingle. Some of the crowd was with us in the, the actual shoot itself. So Yeah, come on through. Just pass them through right here. All righty. All right, buddy. See you. Thanks for having me. Uh -huh. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com slash welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.